hear the silence of our heart. We are made in such a way that our heart cries out for you every single day. And you want us to love you with all of our mind, all our soul, all our strength, and all of our heart. And we thank you that you hear us even so much that you know. So we pray that as we take some time to look at your word, that we can celebrate on this day your coming. And so bless us at this time with the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. I, I have the wonderful pleasure of bringing you kind of a brief, brief message this evening due to Alex's injury. He kind of called me off the sidelines and, and I had to get in the game today. So I'm usually, you know, traveling or doing something different. And what I'd like to do is just look at a few scriptures this morning. I mean, this evening is actually two. And one of them is Luke, the second chapter, verse 7. And it's also Genesis, the third chapter, verse 15. And I'd like to preface this by just making a statement. And probably the most profound sentence or statements that I've heard this year is this. Number one, God knows. He does. There's nothing that you're going through. There's nothing that you're thinking. There's nothing that you're encountering. Even the unknown in your heart and mind, God knows. He does. And that's the beauty of it. The second thing I'd like to say to you is that not only that God knows, but what you're dealing with and what you're going through is not too big for him. That's the beauty of the whole thing. It's not too big. There's nothing you're going to encounter or something might catch you off guard or sometimes you may think you're lonely. But he's here and it's not too big for him. <laughs> he can handle it. And then the third thing is that he's got a plan for you. That's the beauty of it. So see, he knows and it's not too big for him, but he also has a plan. And that's the beauty of when I get an opportunity to get up early in the morning and pray, I know he's got a plan. I may not be able to see it. I may not be able to feel it. At that point in time, I might not even be able to know it. But I know as I search and seek and try to put myself in a position where I become like his antenna for my life. And I can just catch the frequency. He's got a plan. And when I discover that plan, even just a minute of it, man, it's exciting to know that he is in charge. And, you know, we find ourselves not necessarily on an unusual Sunday, but, you know, I know we debated, uh, Alex and the team debated whether or not to go on with a regular Sunday morning service. And, uh, you know, we decided to do it this evening. And we didn't know who or how many was going to show up, but I'm glad you did. Uh, because we just want to bless you tonight. And I trust that you had a great, 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 you know, Christmas morning. And the, the excitement of the little ones, you know, 
uh, anticipating that they'll get something up under the tree. The excitement of going out all the whole month and just buying presents and the excitement of getting those gifts. That's all fun. It really is. It's all beautiful. And then you get a chance later on this evening to come and just be a part of fellowshipping and worshiping together. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's exciting. But what I want to bring to you in what I just said, God knows it's not too big for him and he's got a plan, is that in these scriptures when you read about East, I mean, a Christmas, I mean, there's a lot of little nuances and insights that you can just pull out of these gospels concerning the birth of Christ. And I just kind of wanted to look at this one in Luke 2, verse 7, and here's what it says. It says, and he gave birth, and, 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 and she gave birth to her firstborn son. And, and, and I, had, I had to pause when I read that. And she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. I just kind of got stuck there when Alex called me in Idaho and said, Dad, would you deliver that message? I said, no problem. I, I, I think I got a word for the church. And, and so the, I titled it, you know, The Child Was Born to kind of put the past tense to it. But when we talk about a child, this child was a little bit different than any child that had ever been born. And if you're familiar with, with uh, Isaiah 9, 6, it says a child is born to us. And then it gives uh, his purpose for being born. It says the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be Wonderful Counselor. You know the beauty of that? is that God knowing means that he will give you wisdom all the time. All the time. In every situation. That little child we celebrate today, the government of God is on his shoulders. And they will call him a wonderful counselor. That means he knows. It says something else. It says also they will call him mighty God. You know what else that means? That means he will bring you power. He will give you all the energy that you need to get through everything that you're faced with. This little kid got this on his shoulders. Wonderful counselor. Almighty God. Meaning that he'll give you the power to deal with any undertaking that you might encounter. And then it says there will be another name and he will be eternal father. Now what that basically means, he is the beginning and the end. This child that we celebrate today, he was all of that. And then one of the last things it said is that he's the prince of peace. You know, what I like to call the Prince of Peace, the ultimate hush. <laughs> Where everything has to just shut up. <laughs> I love that one. Peace. That means peace even against your enemies. And so the, the, the beauty of what we share today 
with all the presents and the families get together and the food and all that, that's all fun. You know what? I love Christmas. I love putting on Christmas carols in my iPod and listening to it. And my favorite one is Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Hurrah. Got a little rhythm to it. Got a little soul in it. Love it. And then the ones that we sang last night are beautiful. And it's during the Christmas time where I have a lot of peace. Because it tells me that God knows. It tells me that it's not too big for him. And it tells me that he's got a plan. This, this government, and, and it says this government will forever increase. You know what else it says? It'll never end. This little child now. So, 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 so when I look at Luke 2, 7, and it says she gave birth. You know what that says to me? He came just like we did. Through the womb, the birth canal. How come he just didn't come as a spirit? How come he just didn't show up as a person who was like full grown? There are some religions out there that will tell you that their prophet basically was born and came out of the chute running. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't even know if I want to be involved in who that is. I mean, there's some religions out there that believe that people did that. No. But he came in just like we did. Bone of our bone, flesh of our flesh. This little bitty kid, this child. And so he's got all of this on his shoulders. And he's telling me all the time, Johnny, I know. And then when it says that he was born, he came just like us. He came through the womb. And what he was doing was, was, was trying to clear up something, trying to renovate something, trying to renew something. Because there was a man who lost it, named Adam, and then there's a man who had to get it back, named Jesus. Let me show you what I'm talking about. When you go to Genesis, the third chapter, you can flip over there with me, it may even show up on the screen. That when I open up presents, when I get up on Christmas Day and watch my wife uh, stuff stockings and watch my kids continue to beat on each other even though they're 30 years old. And, you know, we just kind of have fun. We, we just have fun. And, 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 and the beauty last night after we finished our, uh, you know, Christmas Eve services, I go, mm, I forgot to just get a little bit of turkey. My, my son loves my, my turkey. My, my whole family does. And I want to just run to the store. I'm going to run to the store and see if they're still open. There wasn't a store in town open. That was great. And then I went to King Supers early this morning to try to get up and put the turkey in before everybody got up. And they said, hey, at King Supers, man, we're closed all day long. And I loved it. And that's something that I grew up in a time where Sundays the whole city shut down. There was, there was, there was, there was no, no, no dinner stations, filling stations open. There was no grocery store open. And my wife would say, the only time you travel, you would just go in to see grandma. And, and the whole world would recognize that on this day, we celebrate this little baby. And it was shut down. 
And what keeps me remembering that he knows is when I read this Genesis 3, 15. And it says, but I will put enmity, which is basically a renewing, a renovation which makes a person different than they were in the past. And he's talking about Eve being deceived by the serpent. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and I love this part, and between your seed. A seed is something that begins out small and it continues and it develops and grows. God knew that evil would at some point develop and grow and try to weave itself through man. But he said, hold on. Because I know, watch this, and because this is not too big for me, watch this, here's my plan. And here's what he says. I'm going to put a seed between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise you on the head. And you shall bruise him on the heel. See, God knew in 2016, 25th of December, that you would be sitting in this building. Way back then, he knew. And that plan that he put in place is still working today. And the devil's head is bruised. And Jesus' heels was bruised by the spike that was driven through his heel. And that's why when we sang yesterday and Ivory did such a beautiful job, Mary, did you know that that little baby, you women in here who have had children, do you have any idea what God has planned for your children and for your child? So this angel sings to her, or somebody tells her, Mary, do you have any idea that this guy is going to be the son of God? See, he knew it's not too big for him. And he has a plan. And that plan, some 5,000 years in between the time that this was spoken and Jesus was actually out of the womb, and she wrapped him up. It was a firstborn son. Wrapped him. And anytime you wrap something, what you're trying to do is cover it up so that when you give it, it becomes a present. It's a gift. And so on this day, on this evening, as I reflect back on my day, and like Alex shared, you know, we used to do these big, 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 big productions. They were big. Yeah, people would come in and fill the warehouse at 363. Two, three people. And I mean, a big, big, big production. And we did that for, for, for several years. Well, like he, you know, because I would be traveling with the football team and we just got back from the Idaho Bowl and all that stuff. Sometimes you get involved in so much of that stuff, man, you miss Christmas. Are you with me? It just becomes so commercialized. And you have to strain sometimes to remember, ah, he came. He knows. He's still my God. He's still my Lord. I still worship him. And the reason why we get the Christmas tree is some people like to just play that down. And all oh, the presents have become so commercialized. I get into it. I get into the music. I get into the presents. I get into everything. Why? 
because of him. I never lose sight of that. So, so here's this kid being wrapped up and given to us. You know the beauty about getting a present? You don't know what it is. Somebody gives it to you because you don't deserve it. Because you say, you shouldn't have. We say, well, that's why we did it anyway, because we didn't have to. <laughs> and you're unwrapping. And the excitement, our, man, our parents used to force us to enjoy the present before we got to the next one. Because a lot of times for the kids, it was just ripping, 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 ripping. You open that one, then you want to open this one. Dad said, no, son, look, I want you to sit down and I want you to appreciate that toy. See, because Santa didn't bring this to you, but I did. And you're going to sit down and enjoy this little Gatlin gun. <laughs> okay. Now, I knew that there was nine other presents up under the tree for me. Okay. And I wasn't going to waste time with the Gatlin gun. I wanted to get to the big, you know, battleship. I, I could see it. My name was on it, you know. But this present, when you unwrap it, See, it was a gift. Let me tell you what a gift does. And let me tell you about the gift that Jesus became to us. See, here's what a gift does. A gift is a symbol of grace. Somebody gave you something that you really didn't deserve. That's what a gift is. You know what else? Jesus came to us full of grace and truth. A gift also talks about an, in, an investment. Okay? Something that God says, I'm going to initiate something to you because I know it's not too big for me. And guess what? I got a plan. So I'm going to not only invest by giving you my son, but I'm going to initiate a relationship with you. Anytime you get a gift from somebody, it initiates something. It activates something. So not only is it a gracious thing, so it's by God's grace that he gave us Christ. And this is God with skin on, okay? And then a, a, a gift becomes a fulfillment of something, watch this, that you need. Because you're always wishing for that. Man, I hope mom and dad would give me this or whatever. I just hope I had this. And, and you know, when, when my kids ask me, Dad, you know, what do you want? I, I, I really don't have a lot because they've, you know, over the years they've got me everything I've actually needed. You know, I just don't need much. Um, but they give me something all the time, and it's a beautiful thing. But, 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 but when God gave us his son, he was fulfilling Genesis 3.15. When Mary wrapped this kid, it was the gift from God to the world. So not only was it gracious, not only was it an initiation or it activated something, but it was a fulfillment of a promise. And we promise to do everything we can to make our kids and our spouses happy. To fulfill something. You know what else a gift does? It's, it says something about the truth. The truth about a relationship. The truth about caring. So when that gift 
we got the truth. See, truth is not an it. It's not a thing. It's a person. Truth. A gift says something to you from somebody else. And God is saying, I'm going to give you the truth. And here he is. And the government is on his head. Wonderful counselor. Everlasting father. Almighty God. Prince of peace. Now, I, I close with this. The last few statements. Because when, when, when Mary wrapped this little boy and laid him down, Alex said something that was beautiful yesterday, that he left the mansions of heaven. Jesus says in the 14th chapter of the book of John, in my father's house there are many, many, many mansions. He left that to come down into this manger. What a transition, what a transaction that led to a transformation. And so when I say to you that this woman delivered this kid through her womb, wrapped him up, and laid him down in a mansion, that fulfilled almost 37 different prophecies from Genesis 3 all the way to Luke 2. Why? Because God knows. Why? Because it's not too big for him. Why? Because he's got a plan. And this last piece that I will say this to you, it says that when he came, he wasn't, you know, kind of looking like, you know, uh, another person. Let me tell you something. He was the exact representation of God. Exactly. Fully man and fully God. Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and he resembled God. He represented God. And he was in the image of the invisible God. And that's why the wise man came. See? That's why the stars aligned. Because we're not, we, we don't just have a young baby here, man. We got God on the scene. We got God with skin on now. And it changed everything. It did. So I want to thank you for coming tonight. I want to thank you that as you got up and did what you did with the presence and the children, you said, you know what, before the day is gone, I just, I just need to get to a service. And there were services all day long in the city of Fort Collins. Some had them this morning in the middle of the day. We chose to do ours at night. And you said, I just gotta, I just gotta get that worship on, man. I gotta come in and I gotta fellowship with the brethren. So I just want to lay a blessing on you. I want you to know before you leave this place tonight, God knows. Just know that. He does. He knows. And he 
nose to the point that's not too big. You got something to do Friday? <laughs> you got something you need to accomplish Tuesday? You got something you need to accomplish tonight? God knows it. He knows it. And the beautiful thing is, he's got a plan. And that's why Genesis 3.15 was fulfilled some 5,000 years later in Luke 2.7. Because he knows all of that. Father, thank you that we know that Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. We celebrate the day of his birth on this day. And the day that he was born is called Christmas. Crisis, Mass, the Messiah, God with us, Emmanuel. So, Father, bless us. We love you. We thank you that the rest of this evening, all over the world, families are gathering, everybody's had enough to eat, some of the presents are still working. We thank you for sending us on this particular moment, years and years ago, yourself wrapped up in skin. That child was born in Jesus' name.